Okay. Hi, welcome to Earth and Body Ecosystems. Yeah. We'll get that in sync once. <laughs> One of these days. So today we have a really good topic for you. It's soil and gut health. We've decided that they go hand in hand. And in fact, they really do. So Joyce says she has had a lot of experience talking about gut health. So we'll let her take it away. And then I'll chime in with my two cents. I would actually like you to go first so that I can incorporate how important the soil is to the gut. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, so basically soil needs to be alive. And for in fact, it is. The soil is made up of all kinds of micronutrients. It's made up of feces. Yes, feces are very important for soil. So that's one where it, it really combines with gut health is um, manure is very good for soil. It really builds up the bacteria, which is needed. And also there's this fascinating, interesting network called mycelium network. And this is part, um, what makes the mycelium so amazing is how it distributes nutrients, breaks down nutrients. And not only that, the fruit of the mycelium is mushroom. So there's all, this is like, think of, it kind of goes along with the brain, but it goes along with the gut too. But kind of think of your neural networks, like how the brain has all these synapses and all these little tiny um, nodules and they all combine and they all come together. This is what makes the soil alive. So the soil needs to have fungi and bacteria. This fungi is, the, the mycelium, they don't know whether to call it a fungi or to call it something on its own because it's so integral in the soil. So if the soil is not loaded with this fungi, it can't function properly. It's what gives the plant, it has a symbiotic relationship with the plants. In fact, the word symbiosis was, um, came from one of the founding studies of this relationship between the plants and this mycelium network that really is a living part of the soil. Now this mycelium can grow and expand. It's really a fascinating subject. It's really kind of too much for me to get in here what it, the basis of it is, but basically when you think of the mushrooms, that's, it's a whole underground in the soil network that the mycelium take up. Now, also, we have in good, healthy soil and lots of soils, we have earthworms, especially in the temperate regions. regions. Um, you have the matter of the leaves that break down and they biodegrade and the worms and the mycelium help break this down. And the, the mycelium also live, they are also connected to the roots of the plants and the, to the roots of the trees. Okay, so I have all this living organisms. And then we have the bacteria. The bacteria helps break things down. The bacteria is totally important. This also breaks down the nutrients and allows the absorption from them through the mycelium into the plants, into the roots, into the plants. So this is a whole thing 
that is a really fascinating subject. And then we can go into how, I don't know how far Joyce wants to go into this, but we can get into how modern day farming techniques is literally killing the soil. It is literally killing the soil with all the pesticides, herbicides. It's not, that's why a lot of people go organic because organic is based on not killing the soil. And a really good organic farmer learns to do crop rotation, which is not planting the same crop in the same place every year, leaving the weeds in between the plants so that it holds that mycelium layer in because once you start rototilling and breaking up the soil, that breaks up the mycelium network and that pulls away all the nutrients from your plants. And my grandfather was a farmer, so I understand this quite a bit. And because of his age, there's a really beautiful picture of him in the cornfields. And my grandfather was six feet tall. And he, the corn is growing over his head. But at the base of the corn, right, it hasn't been harrowed. Grass is growing at the feet of the corn. And this is the way they did things 100 years ago. They were organic farming a hundred years ago and they were working with the seasons and they were working with the land. And my grandfather always said, if you take care of the land, it will take care of you. And that's why it's so important for us to reconnect with mother earth, reconnect with the seasons, reconnect with the ecosystems, understand the, the ecosystem we're living in even if that ecosystem is a city, because that has its own dynamic nature too. And a lot of places have city parks and there's a lot of places where greens will pop up out of the cement. This is a known fact. So you have to really be healthy individuals. We have to have a healthy ecosystem in which we live in. And we can't be polluting our ecosystems because we, in the end, we are polluting ourselves. Is that a good start, Joyce? That's, that's an excellent start, Heidi. That's a, you know, when you're talking about the grass growing out of cement, of course, I was born and raised in Chicago, you know, where we had sidewalks and there were, they would leave gaps in there for the, the seasons for it to contract and expand. And there would be grass growing out of it. A lot of times dandelions would grow out of it. So this is, this is true. So how, so how does the ecosystem of the earth play an important part to the ecosystem of our gut microbiome? Well, that bacteria that Heidi spoke of is important because 80% of our immune system is located in the gut. And you, you might hear people say, go play out in the dirt because it's healthy and it is healthy playing in the soil. Of course, now as Heidi had spoken, they're depleting the microbiome of the soil. So even if, when we play in it, we're not getting the benefits that we did at one time, say when Heidi and I were children. So more about the gut. So like I said, 80% of our immune system is located in the gut. 
It's called gut bacteria. There's good and there's bad. And it gets depleted. Like Mahadi was talking about these pesticides and herbicides. Some of those pesticides and herbicides are actually patented antibiotics. Antibiotics will destroy your gut microbiome, your immune system for two years. So it's gonna take you two years to replenish that. Well, meanwhile, during that two years, if you're taking more, if you're getting more antibiotics, whether it be uh, from the pharmacy or it be from exposure to poor soil and non-organic food, you're ingesting that. So you're destroying your gut microbiome. Like I said, the gut microbiome is a plethora of bacteria. One man described it as it should be a rainforest and it should be very diverse, just like the ecosystem of the earth is very diverse. It's not just one thing. And everybody's gut bacteria is different. So Heidi's bacteria, my bacteria aren't the same. So we, we need different things. Scientists right now are calling the gut the second brain because they have discovered that all the neurons and hormones that we need for good brain health and overall health are created in, in the gut. For instance, serotonin, 70% of serotonin is created in the gut. Now serotonin creates melatonin, which is the hormone that, that helps us sleep at night. It's like triggered. So when the lights go out, the melatonin kicks in and goes, okay, it's time to sleep. Well, if you're depleting your gut microbiome, you're also depleting it from be, being able to create these neurotransmitters and these hormones that we need, which could be a big part of why we have so many health issues in our society these days. Another factor is stress. People are under chronic stress these days more than ever before. And chronic stress actually shuts down the immune system. So it's not working. So people find ways to relax, de-stress. As a matter of fact, let's do a little bit right now. Let's take some deep breaths in through the nose, filling up the chest and the gut and slowly exhaling through the mouth. So let's go one. Okay, forget about the dirty dishes, inhale. Okay, so that should leave you feeling a little more relaxed. So your gut, gut health is very important, not just for our immune system, but as you can see, it's important for our overall health. Uh, there are other things that contribute to, <clears throat> excuse me, depleting the gut microbiome outside of antibiotics. There's other uh, medications that can affect the gut microbiome and deplete it. But the good news is there are things you could do for good gut health. First off, you wanna eat organic. I know it's expensive, right? But you know we have to try to do something because if we do nothing, then nothing's gonna get any better. You wanna eat organic. Fermentations, the best fermentations are sauerkraut, kombucha, and kimchi because the gut microbiome needs probiotics. 
And those three contain the most diverse probiotics of all the fermentations. You can actually get probiotic pills too at the, at the health store, a good health store, not GNC, not Walgreens. We're talking like a neighborhood family owned health store where they know what they're talking about. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, probiotics, probiotics. I was going to say something else about the probiotics. Well, probiotics. Huh? Probiotics are also in good yogurt. And we're talking like raw, plain yogurt that yes. can be made by local farms. Okay. Uh, it's what I'm into raw milk and the local dairy, um, which I've been to. Um, also makes raw yogurt and that is it's it's pasteurized because in the process of making yogurt it has to be warm to make that to make that bacteria which actually makes the yogurt so if you can get good yogurt that's made in small batches by local dairies or somebody that purchases from a local dairy then that is also a good probiotic it, yeah, Heidi's right. That that is a good source, but again, the kimchi, the sauerkraut, and the right. kombucha contain the most diverse of the probiotics. And I want to go back to bacteria for a moment because Heidi was talking about the bacteria, you know. And since we've been under this virus, whatever you want to call it, bacteria has been a big thing. You know, let's kill the bacteria. No, we need bacteria. As a matter of fact, we have more bacteria in and on our body than we do human cells. So we don't want to get rid of that bacteria. And also note that anything that you put onto your body absorbs into your bloodstream within 26 seconds. So a lot of the products that people are out there using are actually aiding in killing the gut microbiome as well. So we have a lot of work to do, don't we, Heidi? Yes, we do. And this is probably a good time to interject here. A disclaimer. Everything we are talking about here is for educational purposes only. We do not treat, diagnose, or anything like that. It's only for education. It's a, to spot to urge you to educate yourself and to do your own research. And we are telling you what we have experienced. And so in that way, we are, are educating you so you can be more, more informed and make your own choices. We are not telling you to do anything. We are simply educating you on what we have learned and what works best in our situations. That's correct. That is totally correct. Yeah, and you should always consult with a, a professional healthcare yeah. provider before you start changing anything. Because sometimes, you know, different things can have a reaction to uh, medications. Although I don't think switching to organic food is going <laughs> to interfere with your medications. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think, think so. So, so is there anything? No, but it interferes with other things, but we're not talking about that, so I won't get into it. Right, right. Well, well, yeah, so basically a healthy soil and healthy gut really, when we talk about the neurons and how important they are to deliver the nutrients, so it really does co coincide a lot, and with the, especially the bacteria. 
And Joyce says, I just wanted to add, and they're spraying everything in these stores with a disinfectant and it's getting on the produce. This happened to me. I bought some organic lemons and I had to throw them out because these lemons have a very strong essential oil in them. So they're very powerful scent, right? You couldn't smell the lemon scent. It was so saturated with disinfectant. That's not healthy for anybody. Number one, ingesting a disinfectant is not healthy. Number two, it's killing all the good bacteria, you know? So in a, the, like anything, there's good and bad in the bacteria. And what we need is a balance, like too much manure, right? right? Too much manure in the soil kind of throws things out of balance, just like too much, you know, like candida, which is another bacteria, too much of that, right? Throws you into out of balance and you end up with thrush or, or yeast infection, which thrush is. So you, you do want to seek a good, healthy balance. And everybody's different. Like I, right. I eat dairy, but I eat basically, mostly, mostly raw dairy. And I'm more healthier for it because it works with my body system. Um, and it also works. My ancestors were ate dairy and I'm raw dairy. We're not talking about the highly processed, doesn't even resemble raw milk at all. We're talking about real raw milk. In my state, it's legal for people to sell raw milk to have raw dairy. Um, Not here. And so, you know, that's what you look for, you know? In some states like Joyce said in Louisiana, it's not legal, you know? Um, It's that's when actually when I'll go back to my grandfather, because this is, where, this is where I learned it from. Right. One of the reasons that the dairy farm never really stayed in the family because was because of the regulations that came along in the 60s. Um, there was all these regulations about how you had to milk your cow. You know, you had to have they had to be standing on cement. So you could disinfect the whole area. You had to disinfect the cow, basically. So before you put the milking machine on, which, you you know, you're not going to, you know, you know, like I'm really seeing people are so literally, and I'm going to say it, are literally afraid of their own shit now. They are literally afraid of their own shit. So much so that if they think anything has bacteria on it, they're like, ah, get me out of here. I got to disinfect my room. I got to disinfect. I got to disinfect the carpet. Well, you might want to clean it good. That's not necessarily a bad idea, cleaning the carpet. But to really worry about shit has really gotten, gotten really out of hand because when I was young, okay, I grew up on a dairy farm. My grandmother said, go walk in the cow poop barefoot. And that's what we did. We walked in the cow poop barefoot. And now- Randy used to, my husband used to play, he grew up in Tennessee and he, they used, there was like a cow pond that they used to go swimming in. And of course we know what cows do in cow ponds. Cow, cow ponds. ponds, they poop. Yeah. They poop. And, and so that was what I grew up. And now, oh my God, I don't think a, a, a parent is a 
would let the kids out and out of the house to go play in the poop and go play in the dirt. You know, we, we made mud pies. We put the mud from the driveway all over our faces, oh, okay. right? With This is what kids need to do. You need to build on your immune system and you're not going to build an immune system by living in a glass, bu glass bubble. It just doesn't work that way. And that's why the gut is so important, you know, and, and, with all the, you know, going organic is wonderful. Supporting local farms is another way because they're, they're very important to support too, is to support your local farms. A lot of them, your smaller farms may use some of those herbicides and pesticides, but they're less likely to use as much because most of them live right there and they don't really want to over populate, you know, as much as, you know, as much as that. I don't see that in my local area. I mean, I would see the, the fields stripped if that's what they were doing. And I don't see that. So even supporting a local farm that's even using conventional methods, if they're rotating their crops and you can see green in between their rows or they, they sheeted it somehow, then that's better than going to a supermarket where it's been shipped in from Mexico or some other place where they don't have the regulations and they're spraying, um, spraying up the yin yang, you know, and, and plus it's being shipped in. So anytime you can get local, you're supporting your local economy, you're supporting the local farmers. And there's a lot of, in my area, there's a lot of, um, small farmers that are organic and they have CSAs, which means community supported agriculture. Go ahead, Joyce. Yeah, I want to say another thing about buying your, your food from a local farmer is the fact that it, it, it's more nutrient dense because when it's just sitting on that truck and it's ripening, it's losing, it's losing its nutrients. You're not getting nutrients and minerals. And I wanna go back to probiotics for just, a, for just a second, because one thing with the probiotics is that everybody, as I said, their gut microbiome is different. So what you need and what I need are two different things. So if you're gonna purchase probiotics from a store, make sure that there's a variety of probiotics in there and then alternate the next time you go back, look for a different one that has a different probiotics so that you can go ahead and, because there nobody's testing. Well, well, there are people, there are some doctors, holistic doctors that are testing the gut microbiome, but most doctors are not testing it. They're not even talking to their patients about it. So it's important for us to take our, our health into our own hands. And if you wanna hear my story and why I feel the way I do, please go back and watch our introduction video on that. And I'm just gonna go ahead and plug myself. I sell holistic products. If you're interested, please visit <laughs> Okay, let's go. Visit MajesticTira.com. Oops, and then I got to unmute myself so you can hear me because my dog is being not a brat, but he's just he's shaking. Up. He's shaking and he no, he's just a, he's shaking. Yes, he's going. Yes, mama. You tell him, mama. Yes, yes. And so how can you tell if the soil is healthy? I mean, I think that's a good thing. Um, it depends on where you live, basically. But if you live in a temperate region, which would be 
like New England, that's where I'm at, right? So I kind of know my soil around here. So we usually want it to look really dark and rich, like really deep, dark, rich brown. And the more organic matter you can get into the soil. Okay, say this when you want to do a garden. So let's, what would you do to start a garden? Most people rototill it right away. Not necessarily the best thing because as, like we said, you need the mycelium. There's different ways to approach that. Um, kind of what I would do, there's seaweed. If you live near the coast, most places allow you to get your own seaweed. Seaweed is full of minerals and phytonutrients everything that our body needs. It is, um, if another thing, everything is a gut, but also saline, uh, our blood is in the oceans. The pH is almost exactly the same. So that's why seaweed is so good for us because it's full of all those nutrients from the ocean, especially if it can be gotten clearer areas like Iceland and other Northern climes or a less, have less toxicity. But even that aside, you can't always live in fear of what's toxic, what's not. You've got to do the best with what you have and improve your soil in the way that you want to improve, right? And there's one way. So if you're not too far from the coast, they usually allow you to get um, several bushels or something like that from the, the ocean. You're allowed so much. Um, I know that's around New England areas, you know, you're allowed to harvest uh, so much per person. So that's, but you can also pick it up at the stores. A lot of the stores sell seaweed mixed with um, shellfish and things. It's a byproduct of the industry. And that's something like I can get here. And often I was at, my sister was here and we were talking, what would my grandmother say about being able to pick you know, right? My grandmother told me to walk barefoot, right? In Commodore, right? What would she say that you could go to the store now and actually buy a bag of cow manure? We're wondering, I'm sure she'd have something funny to say about it. But it's got, there's def, several different brands, but one that I'm aware of is called Moodoo. So no matter what you're going to do, add some Moodoo to your soil. Leaves, any leaves from, not pine, but any, the, the what's the word I'm looking for, Joyce? The, Judicious trees, your leaves like your maple, your elm, your oak, uh, any leaves like that is is uh, love to the soil. So no, pine, pine is, no pine because pine is too acidic. Right, pine's too it. So any leaves like that that you get in the fall, if like I said, if you're in a region where you have that happen, then that don't wake it up and take it to the dump. That's the best thing you get for your soil, okay? What I do is I chop it up with a lawnmower. I have to, you know, I don't have sheep, so I have to use a lawnmower, okay? Um, As we do too. We pretty, we don't, we don't, I mean, people here in Louisiana, we're in a rural area, but they'll take their lawnmowers and they attach a, a bag to it and they scoop up all the leaves and then they go ahead and they burn them. We're like, we're, I think, the only people on the road that just leave our leaves. And why not? God didn't call them rakes. He called them leaves. So right, leave them. exactly. And so what happens when I mow, it chops those leaves up into fine particles and they go back into the soil. And that helps the trees, it helps the lawn, it just nurtures, every, it nurtures everything all over. 
And a good, healthy lawn has dandelions. That's one of the good, healthy lawn will have dandelions. As far as I'm concerned, I know they grow pretty much everywhere except maybe the desert. Not you here. Know, not in, and not in Louisiana. I guess they don't like the heat, but the northern climbs know. and then, you know, they grow grow a lot of places but weeds are really weeds like dandelion plantain um there's a comfrey. few comfrey it's not really a weed though but anything oh no i'm nettles. sorry the dry leaves the dry leaves are good for right but like any, you know when it, it dies and it comes back again but when it dies those leaves instead of just right them. right this is good for the soil so any weeds are actually a sign of a healthy soil um, one of my pet peeves is the, and I'm not going to go with product names because we all know who they are, but you know, it's like, you got to kill your dandelions, go out and kill your dandelions because they're one of the most nutrient dense and nutritious and cleansing for the body is dandelion. So of course they want you to kill those dandelions. Yeah, they, there's a key to health right there, right? So, okay, back to the soil. So I was, oh, am I getting loud? I do, I get excited. Don't tell about the dandelions. Oh, well, we'll talk about dandelions some more, but let's go back to the We're soil. So not supposed to talk about good stuff. Okay, so good, since you drive me off track again, that's okay, that's very easy to do. So, Moodoo cow manure. Horse manure is really good too. So you got a local stable buy. Horse manure is really good to add to your soil. Any, any type. And even this will gross people out, but you have a composting toilet. Guess what you can put mix in. Guess what my grandparents did with their, they had an outhouse near the barn. So guess where that outhouse stuff ended up with? Got mixed in with the cow manure and it got spread on the fields. So do you know, do you know, in some states it's illegal? I was watching an episode of this woman who had a tiny house and she had a compost, composting toilet, toilet. And, and where she was, and I don't remember where, where it was, it was illegal for her to, to use it. Well, of she had to put it in a bag and put it in the garbage can. It's like, it's better to actually incinerate it. Yeah. Instead of putting it. It's ridiculous. It's poop. It's poop. And th this is what I mean. People are so afraid of their own poop, right? When you can put it back into the soil, put it back into your garden. Okay, that freaks you out. You can do that with menstrual blood too. That's really, it's really good for the, the soil. And this is why, I mean, we have to get away from our fear as people uh, that, that our body excretions are the worst thing in the world. And there is that fear and they're not. The nurturing, you know, just think what your uterus does. It builds a baby. So that that blood that you that most women, I'm past that now, so I don't have to do that anymore. But when you when you when that menstrual blood is released, that is full of nutrients because that is being prepared to have a baby. You know, that's why you menstruate. And even women are afraid of menstruation now. I didn't have it easy, but I it was part of my life. That was part of my cycle as a part of getting in touch with nature. Right. So all well, that the thing, the thing is too, is that people don't even want to talk about it. 
No. It's like, do you even talk about? We don't talk about pooping. I don't understand why. Yeah. You know, our, poop, our, poop, our poop tells a lot about what's going on inside of our bodies. Oh, but nobody tells us about that either. Right. You know, and with the, the menstrual cycle thing, and like Heidi's talking about, and women are probably going, okay, I'm supposed to take my tampon or my pad and put it in the garden. Actually, they have a cup. I think it's called the Diva Cup. Yeah, something that, like that. It's so beyond my scope now. <laughs> that, that you actually insert. And from what I hear, it's a lot healthier. And it's all, it also can hold more than like the tampon or the pads. So if you were to get the cup, then you could just go ahead. Once you take it out, go ahead and put it, take that put it, and put it out into your garden. Put it in your rose bushes. I hear rose bushes, hair, especially if it's not been dyed. Um, so if you have all natural hair, which a lot of us don't know, um, although mine is kind of set for my ends right now, but uh, you may see me get blonde at some point, but um, just for fun. Okay. But if your hair isn't dyed and it's natural, so the clippings from your hair is really good for roses too. So there's all kinds of body excretions that you can add to the soil. Okay. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, if you don't compost, that's fine. But composting your vegetables, uh, your peelings, anything that any vegetables, eggshells, coffee grounds. These are all wonderful composting that you can feed your soil. And you can just make a pile in your backyard. Uh, or there, actually, you can go to your local tractor supply, home, whatever. They have bins that you can put them in, especially if you have varmints and stuff, you know, um, critters. Um, and if and you're a tea, if you're a tea drinker and you're using tea bags, yeah, tea, if it's loose sleeve and not in the bag, you can go ahead and you can put that in there too. We actually had half of a plastic barrel that was cut in half where we were composting. It, it wasn't. It was, I don't know about three feet long so it wasn't a whole lot for just something small because once you get it in there then you want to go ahead and you want to turn it right every so often right and you you can use tea tea bags you know just take out the little staple that's in the tea bag because that will biodegrade i mean like i said if it's not you work with what you got. So if it's not 100% organic, that's okay because nature is great at breaking that stuff down, okay? Nature knows how to heal that because basically everything on this earth came from this planet, right? So she knows how to break all this stuff down and put it back with the mycelium network, with the bacteria. She knows how to break all this stuff down and we know this. Event, that's why our cars rust, you know, especially in the north, right? With all this, the salt help that. But if you leave a vehicle, eventually it's going to rust. It's going to oxidize. So Mother Nature knows how to break everything down. All she needs is a little bit of time. But especially it's, um, paper products, they can be recycled. They can be put back into the soil. Like think about, we talked about the leaves. So we got your napkins, you know. Should it be bleached? No, it would be better to get the brown. But if that's what you're working with and you got the bleached ones, you don't have to take it to the trash. You can you can compost that too. No, there's so much. And then there's sheet mulching so that you cover the soil so you don't leave, lose the... 
Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's uh, trying to tell you something. There's something you're forgetting or something you're supposed to say. What, yeah, what it must say? be something like that. But that, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> we're not, we're, we're recording here, people. We're not going to redo. Um, what was I? So you work with what you have because Mother Nature has a way can break that down. And all she needs is time. She just needs time. And it doesn't take but a season to break down most of our household waste. It really doesn't. Uh, but one year it takes to break down the household waste. So a lot of your household waste, you can, you can, you know, biodegrade and get those nutrients back in your soil. And so that kind of leads me to who we have coming up as a guest next week. And she's been on some of my YouTubes um, and that's Miss Diane Jiraki. And she's just beginning to do homesteading um, at her property. And so we'll be talking about homesteading and permaculture, right? So that's something else we're gonna be diving into also. And then Joyce has a guest lined up and what, what's your topic? Oh, we... <laughs> Uh, we we're we're putting that together she's going to send me an email so uh, we talked about and she's July 7th um I, I do want to say one thing because Heidi was great about uh talking about how we can put nutrients back into the soil but one thing that I, I want to mention is you know because a lot of you are out there are thinking, okay, well, well, how do I deal with these nasty bugs that are coming and eating my plants and whatnot? There's a lot of natural things that can be used, diatomaceous earth, neem oil, also companion planting. There are certain plants, marigolds are great for keeping pests away, but you know, you could do some research. There's plenty of information out on the internet. So that's one way, one great way because and even planting certain things together will and, help too. Right. And if you're in the city, right. And you, um, I've known people that have done it on like a patio and used buckets and stuff and composted their own soil, um, their own, <laughs> their own stuff. And and grown vegetables right off a patio deck. So there is ways. There's a lot of videos out there that will show you how to do it. You know, like the I hanging said, baskets. Yep. You're hanging baskets. There's all kinds of ways. Well, you think, well, I don't have a lawn. I don't have access to, you know, a physical ground. If you have a patio this way, you have a good sunny window if you're up on yep. a 10th floor or something. There's a way that you can bring this stuff into your home and grow your own vegetables. So don't think you're limited just because of where you live. Remember, we want you to get to connect with the ecosystems. And one of the best ways is by growing something. I'm more of a harvester. I'm not the best at growing. I'm more at, I'm more at, I'm an herbalist. So I'm more at my my roadhouse is finding the wild plants, okay? And knowing what they're good for. We all have our own niche, but you know, container gardening, I've done my best growing in containers actually. So don't, just because I'm talking about mycelium and all this, it can be done with really good soil, with really good basis, container gardening in your own home 
even if you're in an apartment building, it, it can be done. So I guess Joyce is not going to tell us about the upcoming guest. Uh, I guess it's going to be a big surprise. Well, it's, it's on July 7th. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I remember now I did write it down. Her name is Monique and um, she works with The Voice. So what we're going to be doing is what's called toning. And it's going to help us to raise our natural vibrational frequency. So it's going to be kind of interactive. That sounds amazing. And I've heard about that toning and everything, which I'm, uh, I've sung in my life, mainly chorally, but I have done some solos. Um, so I love voice. So I love using the voice and using the voice for it, that vibrational frequency can be used for healing. So too, you know, we might, we exactly, you're exactly right. We might even consider doing that one live. Well, we'll open the zoom room is what we could do and invite people in to the zoom room. So that's, that's a way that we can do that live so that we have the recording, because if we go live on like YouTube, they have no. the record. Yeah. Uh -uh. No, no, live on Zoom. Live on Zoom. So what we will do, we'll open up the Zoom room. We'll post it in our social media areas or where we, we, because yeah, there's, I'm off pretty much off of Facebook, but I do have a social media platform that I can uh, put the Zoom link on if you happen to be listening from AWLS. And I will talk about that too at some point what that's all about so i think yes i do have a face i am on facebook and i am active so i will underneath the video i will go ahead and leave a link so that people can kind of keep an eye on what's going on and by the way don't forget to like this video subscribe and share true and also if you're listening on the podcast yeah thumbs up, leave us a comment, wherever a comment helps, lets us know, you know, that we're reaching you, you know, and that you've listened to at least part of it and you've got something out of it. And that it would just encourage us to continue um, what we're doing. So I think, uh, I think we're pretty good because we'll be delving into a lot of like, well, we just touched the surface right here. We'll be delving more mm -hmm. into deep detail on an upcoming podcast. Like I said, we both have guests that we'll be bringing on and talk about other things in depth. And I'll be doing some tarot at some point. I got my cards again, but that's, you know, so we'll be doing things like that and, and we'll be opening up the Zoom room. So it will be more, so you'll be able to at least use the chat and interact with us. So that will be fun too. Okay. But meanwhile, if you'd like us to talk about a topic on the podcast, please feel free to go ahead and leave us a comment and we'll see how we can accommodate you. Exactly, because this is like a, a vlog cast, I guess you would call it. <laughs> it's, it's, it will be up on some platforms with video and then other, you know, it will also be up on audio on other platforms. So it depends on how you listen, how you're listening, but at least leave us a comment when you can. Like Joyce said, any topic you'd like to discuss, we're, we're willing to go there. Um, I think that anything else? 
So anyway, many blessings. Get out there and enjoy the wilds. And remember to breathe because that helps your gut health. And shine your light. Positive thoughts. Yay. Till next time. This has been Earth. I'm Body. Body. Ecosystems. Ecosystems. Yay. (laughs)